Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 8th of March. First up, Jeremy Stalker tried to end his life again today. <sighs> What's going on, everyone? Jeremy here from the corner. I've got a full day of videos <clears throat> for you planned. Had a nice live stream this morning. About 4,000 people were there for today's morning show. Really nice crowd. Uh, and then that stream ended abruptly. Well, that is because uh, somebody uh, continues to try and uh, end my life. There's really no other way to look at this. When you are calling local law enforcement and saying that I have ended the life of somebody else uh, to deploy a SWAT team, uh, you want something bad to happen to me or you want something bad to happen to my dogs. Uh, I am not... Uh, backing down in any way, shape, or form. I am not stopping my morning live streams, and and you can cope and seethe about it. Um, I've never in my life uh, witnessed uh, such a repeated act of cowardice, of of absolute self ownership uh, as I've witnessed with this individual that is repeatedly doing this. There's essentially no way that local law enforcement can uh, uh, really stop this stuff. Because, you know, this this loser used a recorded phone call and then sent it into a line. Um, you can use any number of VPNs or anonymous messaging services. Um, there's very, 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 very little uh, chance of catching these people. Uh, the best thing you can do, is, which is what I do, uh, have a relationship with your local law enforcement. So uh, it's been a while. Uh, I have actually, you know, I changed locations. Uh, and But when I did, uh, you know, things had kind of calmed down for a little bit. But uh, today, um, somebody called the local PD and said so that I had done some heinous things, said that they were me impersonating me and that I had done some heinous things. Of course, I'm not a moron, so I have already had this conversation with my local police, so they simply just called me and confirmed that, you know, everyone was still alive, but that does not change the intent of swatting, and it's frustrating how little the media cares about this. They wait for someone to lose their life, and then they care, or they, or they care only if the person's trans. Um, look at all the multitude of articles that Keffel's got. And, and they weren't even really swatted. Police just stopped by and visited. It was a very different scenario. It spawned about it spawned about 100 mainstream media articles. People like myself and Tim Poole have been dealing with this endlessly for over a year from almost assuredly the exact same person. They do it for attention because nobody cares about them. They do it because they feel weak. They do it um, because they feel justified. And it's a really bizarre thing that, you know, people don't take seriously enough. You know, like how many times must, must streamers and content creators be victimized by these things? And these people are victims of crimes. In fact, you get, you know, when they come, you get a letter that says, you know, Hey, we take information. You know, you are you are a victim of a crime. I have a, pi a freaking pile of these, right? The you know 
the ultimate goal that these people want, that this person wants, is for me to get extinguished, for me to die. That's what they want. And I want to be like, I may or may not have even included the meme intro because this is a very serious topic. This is not me hyping it up. I believe that any and all people charged with this crime should receive a, a significant sentence in federal prison. Significant. 15, 20 years. Not just because you are literally there. Let's So what is a swatting? You call in, you make up a crime, and then you escalate it so that the police think it's a very dangerous situation, so they deploy SWAT. You end up in a situation where, you know, barking dogs, you know, I've got German shepherds, they get out, they're going to get, they're going to get uh, ended by the cops. So that's what this person wants. This person wants me or my dogs or my family to die. That, that is the absolute truth. This isn't sending pizzas. This isn't sending, uh, you know, memes or flowers or a gummy bag of phalluses. This is hoping that I die. That's why they do it. There is absolutely zero other, there is zero other way that you can look at this. They think it's, you know, they think it's funny, sure. But remember, the reason they escalate it and say, oh, he's got a high-powered pew-pew. These are the things that they've said over the years. I've documented it all, you know. Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to end them. They escalate it like this to get a rapid response of, of police officers that are on edge. And they hope that you die. And it's a real sinister thing to do, really cowardly. Um, you know, I have more respect uh, f for, for a lot of things. Um, well, just about everything. You got a problem with my videos? I mean, you could just turn them off. You think you're stanning somebody I made a video about? You're not. They condemn you too. Whoever thinks... Whoever you think you're impressing by doing this thinks you're a huge loser and thinks you belong in prison. It's just a fact. The police laugh at you. We all laugh at you when you do this. You get that, right? We all share laughs at your expense because this is what you do with your time. And you're going to go to prison. You think you won't get caught? People get caught every day. People get caught every day. Somebody got caught and sent us to prison yesterday. Okay? You think you won't get caught? A lot of people don't think they'll get caught. This was two days ago. Swanning calls a Milton High School net New Jersey teen a felony charge. You will ruin your life. I make no mistake about it. When they find you, I will spend whatever money I need to to make sure that you serve the absolute maximum penalty. I will crowdfund. I will, I will lobby whatever politicians are in the state. If you're from out of this country, I will lobby extradition. I will spend 
so much money to make sure that you never spend any time out of federal prison. And guess what they do to little worms like you in prison? You better make sure someone puts some money on your books so you'd be paying off a lot of debts to protect that, protect yourself. It ain't happening in there. I've I've taken the nice route with this. I've I've just said, like, dude, stop. You know? But now I will dedicate significant financial resources to making sure you spend if if they catch you, hey, I admit it's a low chance. I get it. You use a little VPN, you use a Canadian call service, you do this. I know, I know. It's a low percentage chance that you get caught. Everyone knows that. The police even know that. But if you do, you will be spending significant time in federal pound me in the rear prison. And I'll laugh. This is a very serious situation. 2019, somebody got sentenced to 20 years in prison. You think internet beef's worth going to prison for 20 years? How about another 15 months for this clown? You know, it, it, it's just, it's so dumb. And, you know, ultimately... You're going to ruin your life. The police are not going to break down my door. The mild inconvenience for me to answer my phone, that's nothing. What are you going to do when you spend, when you get sentenced to 20 years in prison, when you get extradited if you're out of this country, you get brought here? You don't think it'll happen? It can happen. It can happen. So I'm just saying, I've asked nicely. I've, I've been extremely clear that if you have a problem with me, feel free to email me. We can talk. But the police are no longer screwing around with this. You've now got two different detectives working on it and you'll make a mistake someday almost certainly and is it worth it is it worth 20 years in prison do you know what they do in prisons okay do you want that to happen to you over stupid internet beef do you think it's going to stop me from making videos you think i'm not live streaming tomorrow i'm going to live stream tomorrow and next up, Angry Joe blasted after doubling down on horrible Seth Rogen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles take and demands apology. Thanks for all the kind words in my first video. Everything's calmed down here. I've got uh, <clears throat> talked to a couple of detectives today, so they're working on that, um, on uh, locating uh, this individual. And I think it would be awesome uh, if they spent the rest of their life in prison. But that said, there's other stuff going on, like important stuff, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drama and Angry Joe melting down on Twitter so badly that he's actually trending at this point because he couldn't possibly understand why people didn't like the new April O'Neil design in the new Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
cartoon. Now, I'll say this. I watched the trailer. I kind of nothinged it. I will say the art style of it was different. I don't know if I liked it or not. It was kind of hard to watch with all the cuts and stuff. But uh, again, I said like the show is clearly targeted towards a much younger audience. So, you know, it's just, it didn't appeal to me at all. It wasn't like so many of those shows that maybe you'd see and then you'd have it like, um, you might see uh, uh, like, oh, uh, re a reboot from your youth and you would expect to still enjoy it. This doesn't seem like it's targeted towards me. Now, and I'll start yesterday where, uh, you know, Eric July, a fellow YouTuber had, uh, by the way, great YouTuber. Make sure you uh, subscribe to his channel, check out his comic book, Esom, and so much more. I had done a video in response to Angry Joe, essentially including him in a screenshot and then calling him like the P word or something like that. To which Joe replies, I think you need to apologize for popping off and having your fans come at me. I wasn't talking to you. You were only shown because some moron had quote tweeted your tweet. None of what I said is even applied to you. It's weird you think it did. It's your energy that needs to change. And what was this in response to? Well, Eric put out this video, uh, very angry, rightfully so, that Angry Joe had like used his image and, and essentially said, Hey, if you don't like, you know, if you don't like these things, you know, if you don't like the new um April O'Neil, then you're a P word or you want to just hit pleasure yourself to it. This is very common. Um, and then what happened was KMNT, his angry trailer reaction, had 5,000 downvotes minimum. Uh, and obviously, it's obviously way worse. But now, Angry Joe requests apology from ESOM creator Eric July after July called him out on his false accusations over April O'Neil's race swap. So what a lot of people on the left are saying is that, oh, April O'Neil was always black, but like that's simply not true. Like the, the idea that, I mean, that deal was hilariously debunked by Eric July. Joe Vargas went after Eric July, rip colorist Gabe Altib, sorry, um, and Shane Davis and YouTuber Melanie Mack and Twitter user Avatar Politico, accusing them of racism and wanting to uh, be interested in the young ones for their reaction to not only the race swapping of April O'Neil, but also the dumpy character design in the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem film. July criticized the race swap and design in the writing on Twitter. Tell me you didn't pay money for this new TMNT animated reboot opts to tokenize April O'Neil as a fat black woman. This has resulted in fake fans spreading already debunked information. DOA full video is live on YouTube. Then, of course, uh, Elady Gabe, I'll just say, um, quote tweeted Eric July saying April O'Neil is white, redheaded lady. Just stop you dummies. Um, Davis also shared his thoughts on Twitter. I know the attack on redheads is real, but come on. April O'Neil is white. And then Melanie Mack, as always, people are pulling the race card on any April O'Neil criticism, white activists at that April is supposed to be beautiful. They could have given us a cute black April, but they made her ugly on purpose. Race plays no role in that. Um, well, true. Then Joe Vargas Basically calls everyone, you know, a racist if they if they point out the fact that they race swapped her or that they want to sleep with her. 
even though she's 12 years old. Now, of course, Joe thinks April O'Neil is 12 years old. Maybe she is in this cart, in this version, but she definitely wasn't in the current versions. Davis responded to Vargas tweeting, no, it's already bad because it doesn't respect the source material. It's woke and creatively bankrupt and can't create anything new of value. So you attach a loved IP with forced diversity. Davis also responds to Vegas's accusations on YouTube saying, Excuse me, I want an April O'Neil that was in the original content that she was a reporter, meaning an actual news reporter. I would still like that if it's okay with you, Angry Joe. That is trying to get the scoop on these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Foot Clan and all of that. I would like to have that. I would still like, because I'm a fan, I would like my character to not be race swapped. Make a new character, if you will. If you want a black woman in the film, just make a character that's a black woman and sell me on that character. Don't take an already established character that people seem to love and adore that's really a big part of the folklore of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, you cannot make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles anything without April O'Neil. Specifically addressing Vargas' accusation of racism, I personally just don't like straight up being called racist for just not agreeing with the race swap of the character. That doesn't make me racist. July went on YouTube after his response, also saying, after reading Vargas's tweet, July came to the conclusion, so he's either likening me to a racist or likening me to, well, the P-word. Does uh, He does that by showing me actually right here, showing something like this, so they go on. Um, so then he went on to indicate that he planned to confront Joe Vargas in person. Now, he didn't make any threats, but said he was going to bring it up. In response to July's video, Vargas had the gall to ask for an apology. He wrote on Twitter, I think you need to apologize for popping off and having your fans come at me, which is not something Eric July did. I wasn't talking to you. You were only shown because some moron quote tweeted your tweet. He then claimed none of it was applied to you. He concluded the video clarifying his comments on that he would confront Vargas. In the event that we were at a con, I'm going to see him and we're going to address it. That does not mean I'm going to punch him. That means we're talking about it. And I'm saying I'm not one of those people to shy away from confrontation, blah, blah, blah. We saw that in the video yesterday. July then uh, July responded, noting that he had no attention, intention of apologizing. I'm not apologizing for anything. You put it up in the post. It's still up, and you included me. If you're excluding me and didn't mean it, then you go to track the post or add clarity. Gabe isn't a moron, by the way. Stop with that ho stuff. Words to think I did. Your post includes me. If that's a mistake, if it's a mistake, say that, but don't act like it's some irrational position. After getting called out on two lies... Vargas continued to double down and then lied again, claiming that July threatened him when he made it clear in his video that he would confront him over his comments but would not raise his hands. Vargas replied, of course you aren't, and you also want to threaten me in person over this stuff. You got some big head thinking I'm over here directly addressing you in my tweet, now doubling down, real tough guy, over a cartoon character. That's real ho stuff. Stop embarrassing yourself. Not sure I would want to escalate with Eric July, but, you know, the guy gets two workouts in before lunch, so I'm not sure I would, but July wasn't having any of this lie either. He responded, I didn't threaten you, but you absolutely should be pulled up on from facing the people you liken to P-words or call them racist. They're nothing to be embarrassed about. Vargas continued to try and twist July's words and even attempted to play victim after he was the one who first made the accusations against July and others. He said, you said you're going to come at me in real life and see me. I wouldn't have this energy in person. What? Well, he wouldn't. You injected yourself. I should be pulled up on. Calm the F down. 
You're being purposely offended now. You ain't got to get bent out of shape. It's over. Of course, July responded, I'm coming to see you at an event where we're at the same place. I didn't inject myself. You're the one that made the tweet with me in it. And if, you know, I mean, like, yeah, that's super. I mean, I would say that that's reasonably. And of course, it wouldn't be uh, complete without seeing bringing up Trump. He says, of course you are. You want to threaten me, you know, stop embarrassing yourself. He says, oh, I see what's going on here. Is he and his crowd right-leaning or like mega conservatives? What with the libtard stuff? I have plenty of conservative views, uh, only on 2A, and that's it, um, which I know, which I will give him credit for. I have plenty of conservative views. This all comes suddenly to make sense more, though. Thanks, man. Hey, you all voting for Trump the second go around? Ha, 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 ha. And a lot of people are saying, Joe, why are you this way? I mean, like the double and the tripling down. I mean, I guess I know a little bit something about pouring dirt on my own on my own problems. But, you know, this guy's, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure how his channel's doing. Um, it's it's kind of hard out there for, for us old head YouTubers. You know, um, I, I don't know if his channel's still growing. Maybe it is. He's got 3.3 million subscribers. That's pretty good. Um. And he hasn't gained a single subscriber all year. In fact, he lost 10,000 uh, in January, and then he gained 10,000 in April of last year. So he hasn't gained any subscribers at all. And this is a channel that used to get, you know, 20 million views, 30, 20, 30, 40 million views. Now is basically toast. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. This is what happens when you get when you're a video game reviewer and you have to get super political, but. Uh, it's been fun to watch. I side with Eric July here, and uh, I think Angry Joe just didn't like the energy that he brought to confront him over uh, an absurd assertion. And next up, Steven Crowder just changed everything for creators. Russell Brand and The Daily Wire helped too. A little bit behind today, obviously, if you if you watched my stream this morning, uh, I had a little invite from uh, uh, the SWAT um, Everything was good. Everything was calm. Everybody's safe. Uh, and uh, at the time, we were talking about Steven Crowder's big move. And essentially, it is partnering up with Rumble. And a lot of people felt like I was reading the chat at the time. Like, yeah, so what? You know, but I, I would venture. Uh, I would like to say I would like to make, excuse me, make a case for why it's actually a super big deal. Not just for Crowder, where you know, because his mug clubbers are the most loyal, like to the bone people I've ever met. Um, so he could have started anywhere else and he would have been fine. What makes it awesome and what makes it a true um, win for the entire content sphere is that it's going to bring an immense amount of light, press, and new visitors to Rumble. And Rumble is our best chance at a kind of YouTube competitor, even if it has only 10, 15, 20%. And I want to talk about how Daily Wire is actually, Daily Wire is helping that out too. And why all of these things happening at the same time um, is, is, is great. Now let's start off with the announcement that happened yesterday. Steven Crowder brings his Mug Club community and hit show Louder with Crowder exclusively to Rumble. Longboat Key Florida, Rumble, the popular video sharing platform, Announced today. Actually, I should see what their um their stock is. Oh, their stock went up 
two and a half percent today. Um, including his Mug Club community and his hit show Louder with Crowder, adding to the growing list of top content creators on Rumble exclusives. With the majority of Rumble's early growth coming from news and political content, the company remains well positioned to capitalize on large newsworthy events. Steven Crowder is one of the biggest news political commentators in the United States, hosting nearly 6 million subscribers on YouTube and 2 million followers on Twitter. As part of the partnership, Rumble will be the new home for Crowder's Mug Club. In addition, Crowder will produce exclusive content for Rumble. The primary show, Louder with Crowder, will consist of one-hour live stream on Rumble, followed by a 30-minute question and answer session for his paying Mug Club subscribers. Other content on Rumble will include on-location videos, comedic performances, and other types of live shows. Now, I'm not sure if he said this specifically or if he came out right and said it, but certainly the first place you're going to find content from Steven Crowder is going to be Rumble. And this is extremely important because I'm talking about Rumble right now and perhaps the largest content creator in our space other than maybe like the combination of of Daily Wire is Steven Crowder. During his announcement live stream last night, I saw somewhere around 400,000 people watching him live on Rumble. I think he had nearly 500,000 people watching him live during his election coverage. Um, this is all amazing for not, for not for only Steven Crowder, obviously, but for everyone else who's creating content there. I have a Rumble page there. I have 110,000 subscribers, for example, okay? I don't get huge views there because people still primarily view me on YouTube. But once Steven Crowder starts producing his content here and here exclusively, these views will start to go up because with he will bring with him hundreds of thousands of people who are interested in his particular content. Here's like yesterday, this I had a video that had almost 3,000 views. People may scoff at that, but I'm not exclusive to rumble so it's like that's those are free viewers people who are watching my videos on bitshoot rumble youtube i'm sorry bitshoot uh rumble odyssey yeah it doesn't you know they don't earn pay rev ad revenue but these are people that will use promo code swat and try out my coffee maybe they'll support one of my sponsors like meta pcs um they or they maybe they'll join a channel or join my subscribe star People don't have the right frame of mind when they look at these um, alternative or new tech platforms. And I think specifically with Rumble, it's uniquely positioned because it's bringing in big talent. Whether or not you like Russell Brand isn't necessarily the important thing here, but they have Russell Brand, who is not a, a righty, but we would all probably agree with on his on his positions of free speech or his positions on big pharma or his positions on big government. Mostly for me, because many of these positions were what I used to call, you used to call being a liberal, right? Um, now liberals worship big pharma. And I, I, I've never felt more politically, dis, um, politically alone in my entire life. I've never felt more politically alone than I do right now. And like what's ha going to happen is, you're going to see a huge influx of users and another creator that is creating exclusive content there daily. What does that mean for individual smaller creators? Well, if you're out there trying to be trying to make it on YouTube, you know it's almost impossible. 
the way the algorithm is in spe you know specifically if you're covering news makes it quite frankly impossible for you to um be found you go to new tech like rumble like odyssey or like bitshoot because it's actually easier to be found there yes you have a smaller pond to swim in but you've got a better chance uh, a smaller pond to fish in say but you've got a better chance of catching a fish on youtube you could you could you know exist there for years and find nobody but on rumble or odyssey or bitshoot you're not artificially suppressed by the algorithm the search results don't automatically rule you out and because they think you're right wing or because they think you're you know you have an opinion about um you know the jab or something like that which is something that we know youtube does facebook does instagram does twitter does probably still okay rumble does answer you know nothing is entirely free speech the closest thing we have is gab and even they have rules okay rumble still has investors they still have rules to live by but this huge influx of people that Russell Brand brought, you know, Steven Crowder bringing three, four, five hundred thousand um, regular daily viewers to the platform is going to be a huge boon for content creators. Rumble's already added ad share revenue, and I even advertise Coffee Brand Coffee over on on Rumble. So I do think that this is a major game changer. Now I do want Rumble to continue to bring more diverse content, not diverse content creators, although that's fine too, but I mean, more diverse content has to come to Rumble because it's still kind of suffering from, you know, this, this like label of being exclusively right wing, but Rumble is just a platform. It only is what you're there. So if you're a content creator out there, it takes two seconds to link your Rumble channel to your YouTube channel. You can upload in one place and have your content appear on Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. That's what I do. And it's like 5,000 extra viewers a day who want to use those platforms are seeing my videos, and I'm so thankful for them. They show up for live streams. They support in so many ways. People obsess with YouTube because they want to make AdSense revenue, but it's never been worse. The AdSense revenue has never been worse on this platform. So, I mean, this is going to be a good thing across the board entirely because it's going to be you know when you have somebody as big as crowder coming to this platform he'll be the tide that raises all boats when you had um russell brand launch, launch an exclusive daily live show on rumble he gets hundreds of thousands of views and and you know he's got nine hundred and ninety thousand followers the video that he had interviewed crowder on has a million views a million and Crowder also streamed it. So you, you had like, you know, 1.2, 1.3 million views. I don't think there are any view, videos, very few videos on like, say, BitChute or Odyssey or um, Library, Odyssey, BitChute, Odyssey, BitChute or Odyssey that have, you know, a million views. There are very few vi videos in the right wing or conservative or free thinking space on YouTube that had a million videos, a million views yesterday. And, you know, it's like the clips of Russell's show they still get 50 to 200,000 views. So he has regular viewers here. Six days ago, he uploaded a Tim Pool interview. It's got 173,000 views. These are all people that will potentially watch your videos or new creators' videos. Dan Bongino obviously moved over here six hours ago. It's got 388,000 views. 
massive live stream. He has 2.6 million followers on this platform. A day ago, this video that he, you know, uploaded 700,000, 600,000. So like he, 607,000 here. So, you know, he's got a, a steady audience of half a million to a million people watching his videos. This is Crowder's another really important piece of the puzzle that is that changes the game for content creators, especially if you're someone who isn't necessarily, you know, necessarily political. I mean, you certainly have, you know, LawTube is over here. That's not inherently political. And there are people of all political backgrounds for it. You've got Silver Fox Gamer playing Elden Ring. You've got, you know, Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, this is a Hogwarts Le Legacy video. It's got video. It's got 5,000 views. I mean, that's not too shabby. You got to just monetize differently these days. You know, they got a power slap section, which I think people are paying to promote. I don't know. But nonetheless, this is great news, not just for Crowder, but for everybody. You know, redacted redacted news right now is 14,000 people watching their live stream. Or 14,000 total views. It must have just ended. But I mean, you know, these are great things for content creators who are looking to get into the game. So the more people like Crowder, the more people that, you know, can... Uh, migrate to this platform, the better. The more competition, the better. Because for that next generation of content creators that are coming up, they're gonna need it. And next up, Andrew Tate triggers a left and the right with obvious joke. Or is Jeremy just wrong again? It seems like there were some like new marching orders uh, issued today or yesterday when an old video of Andrew Tate has divided the internet. Uh, the left is, 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 is like meme embracing it. They're not even like really embracing it, but they're like meme embracing it because of the questions he posed and they're saying, oh, he says trans rights. This is not really what he's saying. The right is going like also like meme. They're like angry about it. Like they're freaking out that he made this video. And uh, I've got to be honest with you. It seems like Everyone's just missing the fact that it's just clearly like uh, it's clearly just a joke. It's clearly like a meme. Like these are questions that men will like ask each other at the pub as a joke. Like, would you rather hook up with a thousand pound woman or or, a, a, you know, or, or like a really attractive like trans person? These are questions that get asked. And like the right is like Ben Shapiro is very upset about it several other commentators. Uh, clearly, I'm missing it. I'm not sure that I I see the reason for it. But like the left, like Hassan Abi and stuff like that, like, oh my God, he said trans rights. Ha 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 ha. People are probably just way, way too bored and looking into stuff way too much. All right, so what is the video? Okay, you've probably seen it going around social media, but maybe I'm just missing something here. But like, Maybe we don't have to be so hyper worried about this stuff. It's like, okay, so I don't know who Liz Wheeler is. It says that you know she appears to be right leaning because she hosts, um, or she's followed by a lot of the same people that I'm followed by. And she's like, if you defended, idolized, or copied Andrew Tate, despite my warnings that he's dangerous to young men, Andrew Tate is now telling young men to hook up with trans women. Is he? Let's look at the video. Ignore the construction. I'm rebuilding my mansion. You'll see when it's done. We'll do an episode of Cribs. I had to get this area here. 
I bought my neighbor's house. I had to construct a specific area for the Bugatti. Anyway. I mean, I, I don't know, like, what they say about him committing his crimes or whatever. I, that's going to happen to play out in court, right? That's where my opinion is on him. Um, I think there are better role models for, for young boys, but there are also far worse ones. I don't know. I just, how about their dads? You know, maybe kids should look up to their dads uh, instead of internet celebrities. But I digress. That's all going to be lit up and shit. Bugatti logos. Bugatti. Boys don't know. Listen, I recently posted a question on Twitter asking, would you rather have sex with a transsexual, which is a legitimate 10, or a woman, which is a legitimate 1? I mean, have these people never hung out with their boys? Like, men have been memeing on different versions of, like, this. Like, there's an episode of um, Family Guy, even. There's an episode of Family Guy where they're like, oh, would you rather make out with uh, somebody with Megan Fox's body, but... Um, you know what? I'm gonna find that clip because this is this is just this is just fake outrage. The sound sucks, but whatever. Okay, okay, I got one. Would you rather have dinner and then sex with Megan Fox's body with Leonard Nimoy's head on it, or re-roof an entire condo complex by yourself? Oh boy. Can I close my eyes? No, eye contact the whole time and a lot of kissing. How about Megan Fox's head on Leonard Nimoy's body? I know, somehow that's better. The hybrid organism exists as I've described it. I mean, I don't even get it. And like, it's weird how everyone's like, oh my God, he's telling young men. Have, have, are these normal people? Like this stuff, I'm sure women do the same thing, don't they? And everyone's sitting there clicking woman, 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 because they think they're going to be gay if they do anything else. But they're not actually thinking about the question. I am so smart. I operate on so many levels higher than the average man. I mean, you could tell he's basically cracking a smile while he's saying this. You people are not thinking about the question. And you're not, because? When I say a one and a ten, I mean Megan Fox with a dick. That's the tranny. Or Hulk Hogan with a pussy, that's the girl. This is the question I'm asking. Megan Fox or Hulk Hogan? So you're thinking, well, I don't want to be gay, so uh, I just uh, clicked the girl, the number one, did it? You're gonna fuck Hulk Hogan? Okay, yeah, there's a pussy, but he's got mustache and muscles and shit. He's all hairy, big dude, six foot five. It's pretty gay to me. That sounds pretty gay. I, don't <laughs> I mean, I don't get, like, I don't get it. And then the, the people are losing their minds over this. I don't understand it. Like Ben Shapiro has a whole segment and a whole tweet thread about this. Like what is going on? And the, by the way, the left is just as bad. The left is like also seizing on this clip. Like the left is worse because they are like, well, why is this guy so popular? And then Hassan Abi has the first opportunity to retweet it and get 160,000 likes. So he does it. You know what I mean? Like, like all these people, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's for all these people that promote transgenderism, losing their stuff because Andrew said you'd rather hook up with an attractive trans woman or an ugly female is making my, I mean, like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not saying that guy's like a hero, but what is in this video that, that people are like losing their minds over? Like, 
Video has emerged of Andrew Tate endorsing hooking up with Megan Fox looking trans woman over a biological woman who is ugly. Oh my God. Are these people real? Do any of them hang out? Do any of them actually have friends? Male friends? Like, what in the heck is going on? First of all, he's not endorsing it. All right, now I'm no Andrew Tate defender, okay? I say if he did the crimes and he's proving, you know, I want him to go and have his day in court. That's basically what I've said about him since the beginning. But like, Tate's popularity rests on a large part of his embrace of the tropes of masculinity. So why would he endorse the notion that the secondary characteristics are more important than the primary ones? Like, are we, I mean, what do these replies look like? I mean, yeah, he's a character, Ben. He's right. He was spitting. Um, I, I don't glad that Ben is focused on kitchen table issues that the working class folks in Tennessee care about. Like who would Andrew Tate bone? Um, you know, I'm not saying like, again, I'm not, is it must be like an incredibly slow news days. I mean, ask yourself that question. Like, is this that offensive? Why are you talking about this nonsense? I agree with him. Same. I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it's just a joke. It's just a, a, a thought experiment. It's what dudes do all the time in the pub. Like you get everyone one, one, and like, I, it took me five seconds to find a literal family guy clip saying the same thing. Is Ben Shapiro freaking out about that? Are, are the left is the left saying, Oh my God, Peter Griffin said, uh, trans rights. Oh my God. It's so weird. This is why I'm, I'm happy to be taking a break. Here's Haley Kennington. No disrespect. Um, who works for daily wire. Tate is actually trying to convince hetero men to choose. I don't think that's what he's trying to do. I don't, I, I don't think so. I care his pussy. That is gay. Whereas Megan Fox. Okay. He's got a dick, but maybe you can like, it's just, food it. it's just joy. He's still Megan Fox. You know what I'm saying? At least she's small and shit and get your hand around her neck. Mess her up. You ain't messing up Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's going to mess you up. It, I mean, come on people. Do we have to be this tightly wound? So this is the question I'm asking. We need to operate on a higher plane. Think about this. This is important. You know, he just took some shrooms or something like that and is walking around on his roof like, bro, could you imagine what if a woman had like four boobs, bro? People got, I mean, like, look, the fight is important. Okay. But for crying out loud, you know, unpucker a little bit. I mean, this, this, are we really going to be outraged over this clip? Is this, is this really like, are we going to have an ideological, are people like, come on, like, please log off. Um, he's very clear, by the way, I don't care if he does want to hook up with trans people. Oh my God. Yeah, here, see, okay, it's an obvious joke, LOL, like that video where he's saying he refused to give CPR to a fat dude because he's gay. He's joking. Like, although Hulk Hogan, like, 80s Hulk Hogan? 
I, it might be a tough question, but it's just a joke. Oh my God, everyone needs to dial it back a little bit. And last up today, TikTok might actually get banned in the United States, new developments and the horrible alternative. Looks like TikTok is doing a bit of panic because the bipartisan bill to actually uh, end TikTok in the United States looks like it has passed and is going up to the president's desk where he has been urged to act. And uh, well, I couldn't be happier. Uh, and, and they're trying everything they can. Um, you know, Biden administration is shifting its approach to TikTok. The White House's endorsement of a bill that will give Biden administration new powers to restrict or ban TikTok in the United States marks a significant shift in the White House's approach to the Chinese-owned social media app. He's being urged basically by both sides at this point to uh, burn it, uh, to burn it, ban it. And if he does, uh, it will create a cascade uh, effect across the Internet that maybe we've never seen before. So a dozen U.S. senators unveiled legislation on Tuesday restricting, called Restricting the Emergency of Security Threats and Risk Information Communication Technology, or RESTRICT. How long do they spend on that crap? The bill does not target TikTok specifically for a ban, but aims to give the U.S. government new powers up to including a ban against foreign-linked producers of electronics or software that Commerce Department deems to be a national security risk. The bill was drafted in a close consultation with the White House's National Security Council, as well as Commerce, Treasury, Justice Departments, and aides familiar with the process. The White House's involvement in drafting the bill marked a shift following more than two years of which the Administration Committees on Foreign Investments the United States has sought to negotiate a deal with TikTok to address the national security concerns about Chinese ownership of the popular social media app. Those talks have yet to yield a deal. In fact, the new legislation could give the White House significant new leverage in those talks or simply empower the administration to resolve the situation unilaterally. What that means is ban TikTok in the United States. The White House's rapid-fire endorsement of the bill came in the form of a statement from National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who said it will empower the administration to prevent certain foreign governments from exploiting technology services operating in the United States in a way that poses risk to Americans, sensitive data, and our national security. The White House's involvement in drafting the legislation and its endorsement of the bill comes amid mounting pressure on Capitol Hill to take a more aggressive stance, including a bill by Senator Marco Rubio that would outright ban TikTok. A Democratic aide and the White House recognized the need for a congressional action and decided to throw their support behind Democratic Senator Mark Warner and Republican Senator John Thune's approach, which would empower the administration without requiring it to ban the app. We appreciate that some members of Congress remain willing to explore options for addressing national security concerns. Well, they're going to want to negotiate, of course. As TikTok faces mounting scrutiny, the United States is also dealing with scrutiny overseas. TikTok sought to reassure European users on Wednesday that their personal information will be protected by prying eyes with a series of steps the company is taking to keep that data within the European Union. TikTok will begin moving EU user data onto the servers this year located in Ireland and Norway. The company said in a blog post with an aim to complete the migration by 2024, the local data storage is expected to cost the company 1.2 billion euros a year. That's actually nuts. In addition, TikTok said it plans to require employees seeking access to EU user data, go through security gateways and additional checks intended to prevent misuse of the information. Well, here's the thing. First of all, when you're in, in China, the government could just walk in at any moment and just take over. They literally could. Like, 
there's there's no saying no. If you're ByteDance, the government wants to come in and say, actually, uh, we we own ByteDance now, and you can cope and seethe and dilate about it. There's nothing they can do. And quite frankly, we've already seen multiple occasions of where um, people in China have accessed United States data even after the similar thing was done in the United States a year or two ago. The company's changes in Europe are part of an initiative it's calling Project Clover, an analog to the U.S.-focused Project Texas. In The company has unveiled uh, to erect safeguards for American TikTok users to try and persuade U.S. policymakers a company does not pose a national security risk. It absolutely does. The fact that um, they opened a few offices in the United States. So, you know, China can still access that data anytime they want. And the thing, the fact of the matter is, TikTok, it, it's everything. It's on your phone. I mean, it can collect biometric data for crying out loud with so many people connecting their smartwatches or connecting their workout routines or financial data. All this data exists on your phone and China has access to, I don't know, hundreds of millions of users. And it's you know interesting as you TikTok pushed push targets Biden on Alaska's huge willow oil willow plant. Well, that was a tick. I'm sorry. That was a TikTok trend. This again, this morning on the BBC, TikTok launches Project Clover to allay Chinese security fears. Uh, but I don't think it's going to do anything. You see here uh, this morning, a TikTok ban would make it a strange, incredibly strange day on the internet. Last week, a party line vote, the Republican-controlled House Foreign Affairs Committee voted to advance a bill that will give President Biden the authority to sanction or ban TikTok. Over the weekend, Democratic Senator Mark Warner announced that in the partnership with Republican John Thune, that he would be introducing a similar measure in the Senate. The sudden lurch towards full ban of the platform follows years of debate over how to handle the rise of the widely popular Chinese-owned platform that has, since its sudden breakout in 2018, been beating its American rivals at their own game. It would be unprecedented. It would also throw the tech industry into chaos. Well, China would. China does it to our companies. China does it. China restricts competition inside of China all the time, um, especially with American companies. They have exceedingly high standards in order to do business in China, but suddenly we're like, oh, but um, wow, this would be something so crazy for America to do. A full ban faces, faces some political obstacles. Republicans are united in their calls outright ban TikTok, which the White House committee chair, Michael McGall, described as a spy balloon in your phone. Um, Democrats are more divided on strategy. Some are receptive to a ban, but not this type of ban. Others, including uh, Pocahontas Warren, have suggested dealing with TikTok through broader industry-wide regulation. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I love more regulation. Um most are following the Biden administration's lead, deferring to an ongoing investigative onto TikTok's operations by the Committee of Foreign Investment in the United States. Well, I can tell you this, you know, Biden doesn't want to ban it. It's so it's important to his campaign. Like he gets all those TikTok weirdos to do videos for him, but then he also hires them. So, I mean, I think that's pretty important to him. Uh, you know, TikTok as a platform is pretty important to the Democrats. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez likes to make TikToks. All these, I mean, I'm sure there are Republicans that do it too. Uh, still, it's worth thinking about what TikTok's sudden disappearance would actually mean since Trump's thwarted 2020 attempts to shut down the app and then force its sale to an American firm. Pressure to do something has continued to mount. 
The prospect has become more or and not less realistic since he's left. Numerous states have instituted partial bans of their own, restricting the ban of TikTok government hardware and colleagues, uh, or at colleges, sorry, government hardware and at colleges. Last week, the Biden administration announced the federal agency said 30 days to remove TikTok, which we covered up. Um, India banned the app outright. TikTok, whose parent company ByteDance, ByteDance is headquartered in Beijing, is already friendless in Washington, D.C. A more credible attempt at a ban is just one serious international incident or one presidential election away. Certainly, if Donald Trump uh, were to win, uh, run and win election in 2024, he would ban it almost certainly, especially if he had the power. And certainly there'd be American companies that pick up the slack. I mean, literally YouTube rolled out shorts. You don't think that YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all these platforms that have been rolling out short form video, you don't think they're not secretly like, yes, ban it. TikTok alleged, TikTok's alleged ties to the Chinese government are a serious matter, but here too, the line between TikTok and its domestic competitors isn't as clear as it might seem. The type of data that TikTok could collect and theoretically pass on to the Chinese government is already available for acquisition through a wide variety of poorly regulated data brokers, courtesy of America's own tech firms. The ACLU has come out against, have come out against the House bill on the basis of constitutionality. The progressive group fight for future cast it as a futile and damaging and advocates instead for comprehensive social media privacy regulation. Well, I think that that option would be worse far worse uh anything anytime the government puts their hands on anything touches anything it's a disaster and that's essentially what would happen if um we let our government do more social media regulation i think what you do is you bake all this into uh, uh a redux a relaunch of section 230 i mean you can't remove it outright but start making social media com co companies legally um, liable for data breaches or any of these types of things, selling your data without your permission, start getting, letting them get hit with big lawsuits. And I think the problem solves itself, but, uh, banning TikTok would be a temporary solution, but definitely a welcome one. I, I don't think that there are many, um, people that believe it. You see this, you know, today the risk for brands on TikTok keeps growing. A whistleblower said, I have seen firsthand China-based engineers flipping over to non-China data sets and creating scheduled tasks to back up, aggregate, and analyze the data. He's claiming that certain Chinese TikTok employees can access U.S. data and consumers anytime they want. Remember that report. So, I mean, I think that the backlash would be minimal. Who cares? Um, because all the people on with social media platforms would just migrate to something else. Um, but yeah, you need you need you need to address this. You know, you see Biden administration backs a new TikTok bill, wants swift pa passage. That was yesterday. So it looks like it's going to be a very real, rea real reality. But I do think if not for an outright ban, the alternative is much worse. Let me know what you think in the comment section down below. And we'll talk to you again real soon.